0: Welcome to the Jennifer O'Brien Show. I am your host, Jennifer O'Brien. Thanks so much for joining us this week. I like how I say us, like there's more than one of me. It's just me um, here this week. But um, anyway, thanks for tuning in. I had a great interview last week with Pastor Archer Pulowski, the Canadian pastor. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, I suggest you. You go back and listen, because it was a great interview, and he's got an incredible story of faith and boldness and courage, um, especially in this hour um, that I believe we all need extra boldness and courage, and he's a living example of what that looks like in modern times. And to me, he's the closest thing I've seen, or I've seen at least in my lifetime um besides reading stories uh the closest thing that i i know coming to that reminds me of paul the apostle paul in the bible uh just how many times he's been in jail and everything he's been through in the mistreatment while he is in jail and and solitary confinement um the stripping down it's it's brutal uh what that man has had to endure so anyway Um, I I think it's a great story for a time that we're in. And um, I would love to say, hey, guys, it's, you know, bad times are behind us. It's all smooth sailing from here. Just sit back, take it easy. Um, But I don't really believe that that's the truth right now. I think it is a time that we have to draw those lines in the sand. We have to dig deep in our faith. And we have to be willing to be bold and courageous ourselves. So this week, I have a few scriptures I just want to share with you all. So it's going to be pretty short of a podcast, but these are some scriptures that are on my heart right now, Um, just with everything going on in the world. um, I just would like to share these uh, scriptures with you all. So here we go. Um, We'll go ahead and start in Ezekiel chapter 13. I... And I want to say last week, I, I did that interview before I get started. I did that interview and I said, um, a lot and, and, um, so I know I do that. And somebody was so, so sweet, um, to make sure they pointed that out to me on YouTube during my interview with Arthur that I apparently said, and, and, um, and, uh, a lot. And I get it. I, I, I listen to myself. I do it when I'm doing my stand up. I do it when I'm doing my podcast. It is something I'm really trying to work on. So I just thought I'd point my, my flaws out. I, something you could pray about. So I don't know if it annoys a lot of people. I'm so used to it. I think when I'm a, I'm a speaker and I don't like to leave too much space in between what I'm about to say because I think there's this fear, especially when you're doing live, that you're going to lose somebody. So in order to not lose my audience, I tend to fill it with the ums and the ands so that as I'm getting my thinking together, you won't get distracted. So I just need to have more faith that I do believe it's probably better to sometimes just allow there to be those pregnant pauses, so to speak. So something I'm working on, I just thought I'd share it with you. You can pray about that for me. So I really do want to work on that. So anyway, if you hear me stop and you think, what is she doing? I'm really thinking and not trying to say and and um in between. I think a lot of professional people do that. And um, there it is again. So we'll see. (laughs) Trying to up my professional game. So we're going to start reading from Ezekiel. Chapter 13, starting in verse 2. Say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets, Israel, are like jackals among ruins. You have not gone up to the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that it will stand firm in the battle on the day of the Lord. Their visions are false and their divinations a lie. Even though the Lord has not sent them, they say, the Lord declares and expect him to fulfill their words. Have you not seen false visions and uttered lying divinations? When you say the Lord declares, though I have not spoken. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Because of your false words and lying visions, I am against you, declares the Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and uttering lying divine nations. They will not belong to the council of my people or be listed in the records of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord, because they led my people astray, saying peace when there was and is no peace. And because when a flimsy wall is built, they cover it with whitewash. Therefore, tell those who cover it with whitewash that it is going to fall. Rain will come in torrent, and I will send hailstones hurtling down, and violent winds will burst forth. When the wall collapses, will people not ask you, where is the whitewash you covered it with? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, in my wrath I will unleash a violent wind, and in my anger hailstones and torrents of rain will fall with destructive fury. I will tear down the wall you have covered with whitewash and will level it to the ground so that its foundation will be laid bare. When it falls, you will be destroyed in it, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I will pour out my wrath against the wall and against those who covered it with whitewash. I will say to you, The wall is gone, and so are those who whitewashed it, those prophets of Israel who prophesied to Jerusalem and saw visions of peace for her when there was no peace declares the lord now son of man set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own imagination prophesy against them and say this is what the sovereign lord says woe to the woman who sew magic charms on all their wrists and make veils of various lengths for their heads in order to ensnare people will you ensnare the lives of my people But preserve your own? You have profaned me among my people for a few handfuls of barley and scraps of bread by lying to my people who listen to lies. You have killed those who should not have died and have spared those who should not live. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says I am against your magic charms with which you ensnare people like birds, and I will tear them from your arms. I will set free the people that you ensnare like birds. I will tear off your veils and save my people from your hands, and they will no longer fall prey to your power. Then you will know that I am the Lord because you dishearten the righteous with your lies. When I had brought them no grief because you encouraged the wicked not to turn from their evil ways and so save their lives, therefore you will no longer see false visions or practice divination, I will save my people from your hands, and then you will know that I am the Lord. So, wow, that's quite a bit in chapter 13 of Ezekiel. But what really stands out to me um, is the part about the false prophets. And um, basically, the false prophets are saying there's peace, there's peace when there is no peace. And I'm reminded of just the time that we are in right now. I think it's you don't have to go far to know that we are in trouble, not only in our country, but and I believe in all the nations around the world. And I, I think it's gotta be really hard, number one, to be a person of leadership in a church right now, because I believe there's a heavy burden upon God's people right now. And we I believe all the nations around the world are facing the same dilemma where evil is called good and good is called evil. And I think there's a problem with that. I think we have a sin problem in our nation, and I believe all the nations around the world have a sin problem. And I think anybody who is not aware of that or addressing it or saying, oh, things are going to be fine, just take it easy, sit back, I, I think this is the time where we need to call sin, sin, and we need to call evil, evil again. So what this reminds me of are the prophets are uh, whitewashing, getting a phone call, the prophets are basically telling the people everything's fine, peace, peace, there is really no peace, but they're saying there's peace, and they're instead of repairing the, the ruins and the walls and, and, and taking care of the cracks in the walls they're putting whitewash over the wall. So they're not building up the people. They're not teaching the people. They're not training the people. They're not helping the people. And unfortunately, I think there are many churches out there that are not teaching true doctrine, that are telling people peace, peace, where there is no peace. So I just wanted to share a few scriptures about what we're dealing with. Um, I will start with what is, what is evil? And, um, so maybe some people don't know what evil is. So I'm going to read the most basic commandments, the 10 commandments, starting in Deuteronomy five, chapter six, I am the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall make, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. By keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or your daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your town, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that. The Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand, an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and it may go well with you and the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not cover your, covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not set your desire on your neighbor's house or land, his male or female servant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So there's just the basic Ten Commandments that God gives um, the Israelites through Moses. And I believe that we are still supposed to uphold to, to this day. I know the Sabbath day is a little up for discussion And Christian groups calling Sunday the Christian Sabbath, I leave that up to you, but I do believe that God still wants us to to honor the Sabbath. I feel more and more convicted the Sabbath hasn't changed just because Christianity has declared Sunday the, the Christian Sabbath. I believe Sabbath starts Friday evening at sunset and goes to Saturday evening at sunset. I'm not Jewish by birth but i believe that that is the sabbath day um i do know jesus said it's lawful to do good on the sabbath but that doesn't change the fact that sabbath still exists so that's one that especially through the pandemic that god has really been working with me on on how i honor the sabbath day and i i've had i've wrestled i've gone back and forth sometimes it's saturday sometimes it's sunday but no, make no mistake. I truly believe the Sabbath is what the Jewish law tells us, and that's sunset on Friday to um, sunset on on Saturday. So there's something there, but there are some basic commandments. Um, Galatians five nineteen talks about. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, and purity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there's a bit of a sinless, there's a bit of a what is evil, you know, And I'm not going to go into every single thing, but it's a good place to start to study out what those things are. To do your own studying of what God calls evil so that you um, can understand that. Because I don't want to be the person that says everything's fine. Nothing's wrong with your heart. Nothing's wrong with you. We all have things in our lives, heart sins, real sins that we have to keep in check, keep confessing, keep working at, because um, just like every day you have to brush your teeth, it's it's maintenance. Every you have to take care of your personal hygiene. Same with your with your with your life, your your sin. You have to keep checking those bad habits, those things that lead you into into sin. Um, you have to work at it. Whoever says you don't have to work at something has never probably succeeded at anything. It takes work and it takes dedication, no different than walking with Christ. I I believe we do have to take ownership for how we spend our time, what we're listening to, what we're watching. Listen, I'll be the first to admit, I've more than ever, I cuss now, probably more than I have in a long time, I'm not proud of it. I'm so angry. And then sometimes I'm like, get off the internet, Jen. Stop looking at that. I I just start cussing. And and I get so angry because I see such evil. And it makes me so mad that it's not helpful for me. It's not helpful for me because I'm supposed to be praying for my enemies, not cursing them. Um, So I do pray for them. And I'll let God deal with the evil that I see that's infiltrated so much of this world right now, but that's okay. Because I believe, um, God fights for his children and he loves us and he hears our prayers. So I think it's important that, that we, we know what sin is. We know what evil is. And I could do a deeper dive on, um, what, what sin pretty much looks like. Hold on. I wasn't going to read this, but I'm just going to Turn to, uh, second Timothy chapter three, but mark this, there will be a, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with such people. I mean, if that doesn't explain everything that I see on a daily basis, um, and I too can fall into all of that. I want to be. I would love to be a lover of pleasure and comfort. I'd much rather check out right now and just. You know, watch the circle on Netflix and be like in La la land and and just veg out and act like nothing is wrong with so much that is out there. and um I just don't think that's gonna help what pe- that's not what the world needs right now. The world needs um, people to turn back to God, people to call evil evil again and good good. we need to do it with love, we need to do it with kindness, but just like um the scripture was sharing back in Ezekiel that God was going to send this storm to these walls that were not built properly because they were just covered up with the whitewash. It reminds me of the scripture in Luke chapter six verses 43 through 49. And I'm going to turn there. It says no good tree Bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings out good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Isn't that very telling? Um, If you're questioning, Who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys right now? Look at, look at people's lives. Look at the fruit that comes from it. And I'm not saying anybody's perfect. We all sin. We all fall short. We all make mistakes. But if somebody is continuing to not repent and not change, you can clearly see the fruit in their lives by the way they treat others. And I think it's becoming more and more important, more and more important, that we have discernment in this hour. This hour is going to require much discernment and much time with being in the presence of God because deceiving prophets will be deceiving prophets and people will tell you one thing and do another. You have to have discernment in this hour. It goes on to talk about the wise and foolish builders Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. So you just see this picture of how do we build a strong foundation without trying to whitewash and how do we build a firm foundation? It's by taking what's in the word of God and putting it into practice. Jesus says to the Jews who have believed, if you hold to my teachings, you are truly my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The only, you get to the truth by holding to it, by holding to the teachings and doing what God says. God will reveal truth. The only way we can withstand the storm that is coming, that is here, is by digging deep into the word of God and doing what it says. That means you find a church. That means you find people to pray for you and with you. That means you get in community. You get around people that are also seeking, that are like-minded, that can help you, and you can help them. Um, we were never meant to do Christianity alone. Jesus sent them out two by two. Um, so finding that church family and staying plugged in is going to be so important for this Um for these storms that are gonna to continue to come. So I will leave one more scripture. Um, well, two more. Psalm 127, one. We'll just go there real quick. Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. So unless God builds this house, we will labor in vain, meaning we could try all our own efforts to fix ourselves, fix the problems. But if God is not for us, we're just we're spinning our wheels. You know, we're just we're we're exhausting our resources. And I've been there, done that many times uh, for God to say, you know, I wasn't building that with you. You know, I've, I've many times I've left what God's called me to do, to do something different. And um, that's burnout. That's depression. That's sadness. And you know, it takes a lot of kind of getting back to that place of, okay, wait, am I really listening to what God's calling me to do? Or am I just running off, chasing the wind? So, um, but it goes back to spending time in the word of God asking God to help you build up your your spiritual house because not only is this for you this is not this is for your neighbors this is for your children your grandchildren um because people people need the children of God to be I mean God deals with us first so this is the hour we have to be getting in there we have to be dealing with the holes in our own lives the the sin in our own hearts so that we are ready to have something to give, that we are overflowing to that person we meet at the grocery store, to our neighbor down the street, to that person at the at our job, wherever God chooses to use you, you will have something to give. So um, I'll just kind of leave it on that. There's so much to unpack in Ezekiel. Um, I believe that um, just kind of reading that, there's so much more about the false prophets and about the deceiving the charms on the woman's bracelets. And and I don't know enough about Old Testament scripture to how that plays out today, but I believe we are being deceived on a mass level. I believe that, um, that our enemy loves to divide. He loves to deceive us. He loves us to want to look at the sparkly thing over here, don't really pay attention to what's really going on. And I think that we have to, um, like I said, have discernment. Um, I think that's going to come from knowing what God wants from us, spending time in his Word, spending time in his presence and finding your community, Um, because I don't know what's coming. I, but I, I can say what I've seen and what I'm seeing going on in the world around us that I think we have got to um, take it seriously and um, take care of ourselves and and know what our limits are. And um, yeah. So anyway, I hope that helps today. And um, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I have some great interviews lined up next week. So we'll be getting on here with a few uh, amazing folks. So anyway, in the meantime, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for tuning in. And listen, if you like what you heard, I'd love for you to leave a five-star review on Apple or wherever you listen to podcasts and continue to share the podcast. If you'd like, if it blessed you or encouraged you, pass it on. All right. Have a great rest of your week. God bless.